0: And so the thing that I want to focus on for another week, and it's not like we're going to do it this week and then we're never going to talk about this again, is prayer. Because prayer is very, very important. Why do I want to speak to you on prayer again? Well, we want to be clear on where we're going. We want to be clear on what God has said about prayer. So that we're actually going on the same track in prayer and also so we can see tangible answers and shifts happening when we pray. If we're not quite clear the way that God has set up prayer, then we're going to do some good talking and agreeing but, you know, we actually might not quite be understanding or fully in sync with being right in the centre of where we need to be to see the answers and see the fruit come that God wants to bring through our prayers. So I want to start with a clip. I've had a really good cry about this today. It's about six minutes long. And I just want to say before it, it's, it's a 20-year-old clip. So you will actually tell... ...by viewing it, just how old the camera work and everything is. It's basically stories of cities that have been transformed by the love of God and by the power of prayer. And I probably will still cry, but I tried to get as much crying out as I could earlier today... ...because you don't really want to stand here now for 30 minutes while I just keep crying. This is a condensed version... And this shows, I think, about four cities. It very quickly goes through the darkness that was over the city. Then it goes through the transformation that happened. Uh, Three out of the four of these places are non-Western places. So there's really only one there that's like a Western city that you would potentially go, oh, yeah, well, that could be like us, right? But I feel like, you know, a couple uh, couple of years, a couple of weeks ago, we had Paul Green here. And he spoke about who was, here, who was here when we had Paul Green? I think most of you were, yeah. We could go look at this thing that we're about to see and kind of go, oh, we're not really that bad. But actually, when you hear what some stuff that Paul is saying, I actually want to suggest that, you know, we are... There is a lot of stuff that goes down still in our society, which is just as dark. And Josh and I were having a great chat about this the night after Paul was here and we're just talking about the level of darkness in some of the things that Paul was talking about. And I was saying to him, you know, once you're in the darkness, you can get a lot darker and it doesn't really make any difference. It's just dark, right? And so we need to be aware of stuff. And I think it's great that Paul came because we can be aware of it. Are we to be overcome by it? No, we are not to be overcome by it because greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Yet, if we are blind to it, I also think that that's not where the children of God are supposed to be because we need to be in a position where we're praying. So let's, uh, let's watch this. Did I say that this was the clip that basically Tim and I had a meltdown over 20 years ago and to which we then knew that was the day that God called us to start this church? So it was, yeah. And the other thing I want to say is it's a 20-year-old clip and God is still doing these things today. And, you know, we are to honour the past. We're to honour the moves of God that have been, but we're not to camp around them because God is doing a new thing all the time and he's taking us further and further. And this is not the only time this has happened. It's happening right now. But I just really wanted to show you this clip, so let's do it.
1: well-known as the drug capital of the world and along with that all the violence and corruption, sin of every kind you can imagine. The violence was getting worse. The church was really feeling the pressure of what was going on. Tiambu was a town which had very bad history. In fact, it had the worst history in our country. Murder in terms of rape, violence, it was well known. This town was not growing. The churches were not growing. Because of the bad reputation of the town, nobody wanted to come.
2: this town was in serious trouble. Lots of Satanism, uh, witchcraft, we had the Moonies in the Valley, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, TM, Transcendental Meditation Facilities, and Church of Scientology. We discovered that we were uh, methamphetamine manufacturing capital of the West Coast. There was a spirit of competition that reigned and ruled within not just the churches, but at the head of those churches within the pastors.
3: Was an extremely poor village.
2: This was a community in total poverty and alcohol addiction.
3: Violence, ignorance, witchcraft, the occult, idol worshiping.
1: In 95, we had our first all night prayer meeting. <laughs>
3: Did you feel the mountains
1: tremble? Did and they prayed against principalities and powers, they prayed for unity, they believed in God to see him move in the churches. After these major prayer Jesus events, Christ united prayer Christ events were going on, that's when we started seeing the results. And ten days later the first drug war fell and God was changing the city.
2: has led to an absolute transformation of this city. Corruption has been reduced dramatically. The the cocaine drug cartels have been shattered in this city. There are about 60,000 people and they've come here to spend the entire night praying that God would continue the marvelous work he has been doing in this city for 36 consecutive months. This is something that pastors and intercessors in the United States, in Europe, all over the world need to witness. This is what God is doing in our day.
1: We prayed, we fasted. The Lord showed us a spirit of witchcraft resting over the place. The spiritual power over the town had been broken.
2: Everything changed. There was explosive church growth. zero today. Every single bar in Kiambu closed. All but one of those bars are churches today. Do you feel the darkness tremble when all the saints join in? And we began to pray and we sensed that the Lord was telling us that we would be allowed to break the ruling spirit over the region. I'm not just going to be held accountable for how I treated my church. I'm going to be held accountable by God for how did I pastor my city. And now the atmosphere in our city has completely turned. So we've seen a dramatic reduction in the uh, occult activity as well as an increase in attendance in church activity. In the last 10 years, we've seen a mighty move of God. There's been a real turnaround. Transformation is taking place. It is not the same community it was in the past. 5% 5% of the population of Almalonga are now born-again evangelical Christians. You've never seen so many churches in your life. All the streets are named after biblical places. The whole
3: city has been transformed. It is a beautiful spectacle to go and see the, the, the effect of the gospel, because you, you actually can see it. And that's what we want for our communities, for our cities and for our nations.
0: it be I'll just turn this way for a bit so I can talk (laughs) could it be that we see that in here could it be why do we limit ourselves to not dreaming of this I think we just get busy Honestly, I don't think it's that we don't want it. I actually think we just get really busy and we're not going to beat ourselves over the head about it. But could it be that God wants to transform Rouse Hill and outskirts? You know, when I was chatting to Josh about stuff after the Paul Green night, he said, Mum, there's stuff happening here you don't even want to know about it. And to be honest, nothing would super surprise me. But the fact is, if we do not, as the people of God, come together and pray, then all our good programs will do some good. But without prayer, then, you know, we, we could see things like that. So that would be good, hey, That's what I live for. That's actually my... I know if you said what am I born for, it would be to see that happen in our city. That's what I'm born for. Some people are born to just go and sit on the street with people and just love them. And that's so good. And I I actually love doing that too. But we all have something we know we're born for. And I know I'm born to facilitate that and I mean we even had a meeting with a pastor that we hadn't met before this week and it was so encouraging and their whole church has been fasting and praying for Rouse Hill for the region and every church that we're starting to meet with they are all praying for Rouse Hill they are all wanting to meet together and they are all wanting to see God move in a bigger way so something is happening and I've kind of jumped ahead here, but I do want to go back. I want to go back a little bit because what I want to do is I want to set a foundation to explain why this is so important. And, and then I just want to get a little bit activated because this is really our normal Christian life. It's not really like we're now you know, trying to do anything super unusual. This is just being the people of God. So I want to go, I want to recap for a minute, because a few weeks ago, uh, Tim spoke about heaven to earth. Did anyone hear that or were they here for that? I'm seeing three people nod. That's really cool. Yeah. So some of us were, you know, with our heaven to earth perspective, when we're praying, when we live our life with God, it is from heaven to earth. Jesus taught us to pray in Matthew 6, on earth earth. As it is in heaven. Ephesians 2 6 says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Now, if you are struggling with something, and then if you imagine yourself going up to heavenly places and sitting with Jesus, and you look at that thing you're struggling with, are you going to see it differently? You are. So, As children and heirs of a heavenly father, we receive his spirit of adoption, which means we no longer need to ask as orphans pleading and begging. But we have a heavenly father and we know now as his kids what we've received. It's really rich. There's a lot. And we can ask because, I mean, if you lived in a palace in a poor place and you go outside the palace and you see someone that's poor and you want to help them, can you? Can you help them if you live in a palace? You can help them with all the resources of the palace. And we have all the resources of heaven. The second thing I I want to recap on, and I kind of did this a bit last year, is I feel that we really underestimate the level of authority that God has given to us. And therefore we underestimate the level of co-labouring that we are supposed to do as his children. So if we don't understand the authority we have, we're not going to walk in it because we don't know we've got it. So let me quickly recap something. We're going to go back to Genesis 1 and then we're going to work our way through the whole Bible. No, I'm only kidding. It's April Fool's Day tomorrow, so we won't do that. Okay, so Genesis 1. Oh, no, Josh is getting big ideas with Lucy now on what they're going to do for April Fool's Day. Genesis 1, April... April. Uh, Genesis 1 Adam is created and God says to you you are going to rule over the earth you're going to name the animals you're going to rule over the earth realm so Adam names everything and Adam all Adam has to do is enjoy God enjoy his wife and live his assignment which is governing the earth that sounds pretty good doesn't it? Genesis 3 not so good Satan deceives Adam and Eve and effectively through the fall, through them being deceived by Satan, they actually hand over the authority that was given to them by God and they hand it over to Satan. That's bad. And what happens as a result of that, because God cannot be part of sin, is he curses he, he brings a curse on man saying you're going to have to labour and you're going to have to toil. So curse is effectively just the absence of the presence of God and the absence of his blessing, right? So effectively as a result of the decision that Adam and Eve made and them handing over the governing of the earth, the authority of the earth, they now just basically go into survival mode. It's called the earth curse system. They go into survival mode. Now they've just got to work hard and just survive. And their focus is no longer on their assignment of governing the world because they can't do that now because they gave it to Satan. The great news is, what's the good news after that? Thank you. Jesus came and he took it all back. And he brought it all back. And Galatians 3:13 says that Jesus took that curse, the full weight of that curse, curse and everything about it on the cross. So when we come into Christ in our death, we go, we die, because it says that you die with him and then you rise in new life, right? So we when we die with him, we actually go into the death of Christ, which has paid for that entire curse. We've risen up again into his new life, which means you are now restored to your original state with God. So guess what that means about your authority? You got it all back. Every single bit of it. You've got it all back. Governing the earth realm as the children of God. You got it back. And so, and so, we're in the world and some people haven't yet come to Christ. So, we as the children of God are the ones who are the gateway between heaven and earth. Does that make sense so far? We all good? Okay. We allow... Through our agreement with God, through our oneness in Christ, we allow heaven to invade the earth realm. I'm going to say something absolute and then I'm going to clean it up afterwards, okay? Heaven cannot invade earth unless you agree with heaven. Heaven cannot invade earth without our agreement now these things I'm going to call them laws you can call them laws you can call them principle they're not laws like you must do this do don't do don't they're like a law like the law of gravity is there ever a time you've dropped something and expected it to go up instead of down probably not because we have a law of gravity it's not a do or don't law it's just it just is It always happens, it never fails. God has given us the laws of agreement and the laws of governing the earth. So that's what I'm going to call, so it's not law in the sense of you've now got to jump through hoops. Okay? I want to explain it with two verses. Romans 10.10 says, For it is with your heart that you believe... And it is with your mouth that you confess that Jesus is Lord. Now that verse is written in the context of coming into salvation in Christ. But there are some really important spiritual principles that we can learn from that, that can also be represented in a whole lot of other scriptures. First of all, it is with your heart that you believe. So our heart and our mind are the believers. So faith is simply this. Faith is is when your heart and your mind is fully persuaded about what God says. When you are fully persuaded, you know how you have those moments where God is saying something and you are fully persuaded. You're fully persuaded. So what is the outcome of that is your mouth starts to confess stuff. And because your heart and your mind is fully persuaded, you are in agreement with heaven that effectively opens a big door for heaven to invade earth and it's actually the confession of your mouth that makes it manifest on the earth realm. Okay? So we have heaven invading earth through the law of agreement in your heart and then you have heaven literally changing the atmosphere of earth through the confession, the manifestation on the earth realm of what you're doing. And sometimes that's a physical... ...act or praying for healing or something like that. So that's verse number one. Verse number two is Matthew 18... ...verse 18 and 19 and I'm going to read it out. I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven... ...and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for... ...it will be done for you by my Father in heaven... The law of agreement. And there shows the partnership, the level to which God has given you and I the authority to partner with Him. It is through you loosing. So I come across a situation and someone is just full of hopelessness, someone is full of depression. Now I know because I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places that there is hope. And I know that there is joy. And so as his child, I get to agree with what he's doing and get to manifest that in the earth realm by encouraging someone, by praying for them, by helping them maybe find some scriptures that they might need to have as anchors so that they can go into hope as well. So they are the things that we're doing. We're loosing on earth what is already loosed in heaven. There is no cancer in heaven. So that is why whenever we come across cancer, we pray healing in Jesus' name. We do not always see the answer to that. And I don't think that's because sometimes God doesn't heal or does heal. I just think we haven't fully uncovered all the little bits that go with that. And we're still on the journey in that, but we still be obedient to what he's saying. Okay? You're all very quiet. Okay, last little bit because I'm trying to do this because we're actually going to do a bit of stuff together after this. I want to clean up the bit that says without us heaven can't invade earth because actually it's true because God sovereignly decided it to be that way. He's the one that gave us the governing of the earth realm He's the one that chooses it's through our agreement. He's the one that says bind and loose, okay? I do want to say, though, to clean that up, that I think when you make an absolute about how God will act, I think it's probably dangerous ground because we also know that the Bible says for nothing is impossible with God and we also know times in Scripture and probably know times from we've heard testimonies where God has intervened beyond Human involvement. Okay, so I do want to say that because I think we can make absolutes about who he is. I don't think we can make absolutes about how he works. However, I am saying what he has already said in the word and set up really clearly. And for God to constantly go outside of that would be against his nature. Yeah? Okay. This is not radical. This is not like a brand new truth that we've suddenly uncovered and we're super excited about and now we want to share it with you. This is actually the normal life, being his child. This is it. Like this is... If you knew you had the power to just go out and just change the entire everything that's broken in Rouse Hill, would you do it? Yeah. Yeah. So we all need reminders, like we just all need reminders really, which is why we have each other, that actually you carry great authority because you're partnering with the King of Kings and we need to walk in it. So why are we so passionate about prayer? Well, I'll go to this end of the scale. If all we do is pray we're actually not living the gospel. Because he also said, go heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. And he was very clear about discipling nations. So if all we do is pray, we're not living the gospel. At the other end, if we do a whole lot of great stuff and we do not pray, we're limiting ourselves to the possible realm. So we could run a good program. We may even have 10 people come to Christ and people might even feel really loved and cared for. It's good, but that's all really possible. With prayer, we're also bringing in heaven's perspective so that there's a supernatural shift that we can't bring on our own. Plus we are placing ourselves in the realm of the impossible. I want to see, you know, I prayed the other week and someone said, why did you do this? But I just did and I'm not taking it back. I said, God, just surround me by the impossible. I want to be surrounded by the impossible. So I have nowhere to turn but you so that I can see you break through everywhere I go. So if all we do is pray, we're not living the gospel. If we do not pray... And I want to suggest first, we need the Father's blueprint before we go and do stuff. If God says go and face paint, we should go and face paint. But if He doesn't say it, we can still do it. It's not like we're out creating evil, but we are just doing the good stuff. So, what we want is the God stuff, right? So, let's get a little bit practical. I've actually got some paper and some textures here. Do you want to maybe pass those around? You don't have to get these if you like. What we're going to do, and we're not going to take a really long time to do this, but I actually wanted to... Corporate prayer is amazingly important. Prayer is important, full stop. Corporate prayer is amazingly important, full stop. And the power of agreement amongst the sons and daughters of God as well as with heaven, is, is the stuff that transforms city. So what I want to do is, like, let's just test this out. Do you have okay. um, let's just test this out for a moment. Do you want to, we're just going to put a song super quiet in the background because some people love that and some people find it distracting. So we'll, we'll just do it quietly. And let's just start really simply because for some of us, you know, we also live for this. Uh, As in the clip that I just showed. But um, some of us are a bit like, look, I've never really been massively involved in that and I don't even really have a grid for it. So I just need to know how to get there. So we're going to do a little bit of how we get there a bit, okay? So what I want you to do is um, we're just going to take a minute just to go. let's actually start, we will start sort of small-ish. And then we'll just go out a little bit. So we'll just do a few stages. Um, I'm going to suggest that we just spend a moment just asking the Father what he knows or what he's doing with I-61. Now, I'm not just saying this because I want good things said about I-61. But something that we do know is that if sometimes when you're new in this journey, like what you can see first is the negative... Like sometimes, you, I mean, I remember I'd walk past people in shopping centres and God would show me some stuff about people I was walking past and that was a bit disturbing. I was like, God, what do you want me to do with that? But what he wanted me to do was pray the opposite in for that person. So if, God is show, if you feel like you're being shown something that's a bit negative, what you want to be asking is, what is your answer to that, God? What are you saying to that? So let's literally take one minute. Because The reason I'm going to make it short is not just because we want to finish soon, but I want to make it short because sometimes our brain gets in the way. And sometimes when we first ask God, he just kind of drops something in quickly and then we start going, is that you? I don't know if it's you. But then we won't have time to do that because we're going to stop doing it. Okay? All right, are you going to play that song, Jay? Awesome. Let's take a minute. Just ask the Father, God, what are you saying about I-61? I-61. What do you want to do with us, God? Okay. All right. If you didn't, if you didn't feel like you really got anything, that's fine because we're in a community and someone else did. So what I'm going to do, I'm actually not going to break you into small groups. I just want to keep it safe. And those who feel like they want to get up and share something can. I am going to ask if you have something to share to keep it super short because I want to do some more things. If anyone felt like God was showing them something about I-61 that we can all pray in agreement together, could you... We'll probably only have time for two or three to share. Does anyone have anything that they want to share? Do you want to quickly come
1: down? Yeah, quick. I think I-61 l- loves people, educates like, in the like, God realm and encourages people.
0: So how do you think we can pray that in as a church family? Do you want to do it? Do you feel comfortable doing that? It's all right if you don't.
1: Heavenly Father, thank you that you are here for us, that you brought about these people, I61, to do your work, Lord, to love people as they do and that you've given them words that educate all of us, so that we can go into the world and do your will, Lord, and encourage one another as we do this. Amen. Man. All right, Eilish. So I had a dream last night about being pregnant and it was really bad, but <laughs> it makes sense now. <laughs> so I just felt like it's about giving birth. Um, it's like when a woman goes into gets pregnant and goes into labour, it's
0: a whole process. But at the end, there's this beautiful thing. Sometimes it's not so beautiful. Sometimes out
1: of birth, there's a little bit of tragedy in there. And it's like there's a person that stands beside you. And it's often called, um, I think it's in Africa, they call her her a doula. Yeah, Yeah, there you go, doula. And I kind of feel like I-61's a bit like that. They stand beside people through the good and through the bad and they nurse them back to health Whatever that health is for them. So that's kind of the picture that I've got.
0: Okay, I'm going to do that. Actually, let's all just stand and just join next to someone because we're in agreement. So God, we thank you that you have called us to be a place that stands beside people and encourages them to give birth to the things that you have on their life. And God, I pray that you would show us how to be effective doulas. I pray that you would show us where we're supposed to be giving birth. I pray that for those of us who are pregnant and about to birth something in the Spirit, I pray you would show us where to, uh, what that is and how you want us to do that. And God, I pray that you'd be speaking to all of us about that situation so that we can give birth to the right things in spirit at the right time in Jesus name amen all right one more
1: I just saw I61 in like a battle and at the front of like in the front line on horses and I just feel like it's not about us being in the front but I feel like we are pioneering something within Rouse Hill and people are going to come behind us um, and we're the ones that are going to be able to release the authority in them
0: Cool. Do we feel agreement about that in the room? Okay. So I'm just workshopping this on the spot. Is that all right? How do we pray that but kind of declare it in? So we're going from the we believe that, we agree with that and now we need to manifest that on the earth realm. So actually praying that together. So do you want to thank God for that but pray in what you see him doing so that we can agree with you in that? All right, let's do it. Why don't we stand again? Up, down, up, down. It's good for the blood circulation.
1: God, I thank you for the position you've given us in Rouse Hill. And I just pray that we would take it with authority. I I pray that um, we would all understand the position that we are in. And as we move forward, God, that you would show us opportunity, that you would give us um, a heavenly perspective on Rouse Hill, the people that we meet. And God, um, the strategies that we have, Lord, we pray that they would be heavenly and that they would be one um, that is come through prayer and community and unity within Rouse Hill in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: All right, we're going to do one more quick thing. It is 5.35, which means it's 5.35. So let's do one more thing. So now we're going to take one minute and ask God about the church in Rouse Hill. Because as we're starting to meet with pastors and we're starting to go, let's up the unity. um, You know, we're looking at potentially doing quarterly worship nights together. And some prayer together and some really exciting things. We will also get to doing some stuff. We've talked about how individually we all have our own fingerprints, but we also need to be the church of Rouse Hill. So that's what we're asking him about now. So Father, would you show us what are you doing and what are you saying about the church in Rouse Hill? it. Okay. If you're still getting revelation, just try and stay in that for a moment. Let's just have two or so people quickly share what do you feel like God is saying and then how can we agree and declare that in together about the church in Rouse Hill? Does anyone have anything? Yeah. Pictures of God. I mainly do pictures. Okay,
3: cool. You
1: might want to interpret it then because straight away I just saw a big, big fat tree and it was huge and it was round and it had lots and lots of branches and there were gold coins on the branches so and I, I got the idea of growth and kind of weaving in um, the rest you can work out
0: okay does one other person want to have also in agreement with that just what could that mean is there any other revelation anyone's getting about that gold coins on a tree do you know in Isaiah 61 it says that we're going to become oaks of righteousness yeah, yeah. um so do you feel comfortable praying that in and if you don't that's totally fine okay yep that's okay I kind of felt like the
3: branches, sorry I kind of felt like the branches you said there were many branches that they were the different churches of Rouse Hill and together we are that that huge oak, and I feel like the gold coins are the resource of heaven for the city, for the region
0: awesome, so who wants to pray that in thanks
3: thanks, whoever that was <laughs> yeah, father, thank you that uh, we are i sixty one is one of the branches, but there are all the other churches in the region. Uh, working together, growing together in you, we become this incredible oak of righteousness in this region. We provide the shelter, the, the the covering over this region and the resource of heaven. We pray prosperity over this region, even for those people who aren't really pursuing you. But because of our presence here, we pray pros- prosperity over this region and the resource of heaven.
0: Oh Amen. All right, let's do one more and then we're probably going to wrap it up. Who has one more thing about the church in Rouse Hill? Oh, this is hard. I know Warwick, and you had your hand up. Branches, awesome. Okay, go die. I just got that. Um, we need to pray that we are focusing on our similarities and not our differences
3: in the different group, and that the main thing is the ma- is that the main thing is the main thing.
0: In the whole, yeah. Alright, do you want to pray that in? Does anyone
3: else want to pray that in? Jen? Come <laughs> on, would you like to pray that in? I just um also got a similar picture, so I thought I'd, yeah. So we were all running, it was like a track in a stadium, you know, the racing track. And it was kind of funny because everyone was racing towards the end, the finish line, but they were kind of going like this, like cheering everyone else along. So everyone's running their own race, so there's no comparison. We're all individuals, so yeah, focusing on that main thing, I guess, and championing each other for who we are, but corporately being that big tree, so it all sort of fits together. Yeah. So God, I thank you that you are the main thing. Going after you and seeing your um, spirit do the work that you want to do, and see heaven come to earth in this region thank you that that is what this is about and it's not about what one church has or hasn't got that we're all running our own um, individual kind of races but cheering each other on and championing each other and complimenting each other on that journey and that we know that that end result is going to be seeing you come and do the work that you want to do in jesus name
0: amen all right let's do one more thing for corporate prayer Only has to be like 30 seconds. Let's stand up and join hands or put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you. And what we're going to do, because this is another way we can corporately pray, is that we can all pray at the same time. Okay? So, what I want you to do just for 30 seconds is some of the stuff that you might have seen or got then that you didn't quite get to share, I want you to pray that in. And start praying for the church, I 61. Start praying for the church in Rouse Hill. And let's do that in agreement. 30 seconds, go. And be loud. Be as loud as you like. Yeah. Yes, Lord we thank you, God, that this is your church. We agree this is your church. It is not our job to build it. It is our job to join with you in what you are doing. And so we say, Jesus, build your church in this area, that we would be the light on the hill, that we would be the salt that brings flavour, that we would bring, breathe the breakthrough. And God, would you show us more how to bring breakthrough to people, how to govern the earth with the authority that you you have given us. We thank you God that you are so amazing and that we just get to gaze at you and then pass that gaze on to others. So I just pray a blessing over every single person here. I pray a blessing over each family represented here. I pray a blessing over every finances that are represented here and God I thank you that we are your people and so we can say that we are blessed. Thank you for what you're doing, God, and we pray for more in Jesus' name. Amen.